2: Trying to lose. Our entire organization is about winning, and we will win. Some bumps in the road, perhaps, but we will never accept losing.
0: Look, the Warriors aren't tanking. They just are dealing with the circumstances that have
2: been handed to them.
0: Yep, yep, they are, and that's all they have to deal with, and that's all they have to do. But it's the, it's, the big ones are tough enough, but it's these little ones like with Draymond, because when you go to the game, you'll want to see the stars. I get it. Um, Draymond out there without Stefan Clay is still Draymond, but you know what? If he can't go, it just is another one of those kicks that you just you're tired of taking kicks, and I know it's early in the season, you're thinking, gosh, you had all this greatness for seven years, you're getting a few little bit of adversity, why don't you just deal with it? No, 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 no. That's not that's not the case. What the case is, is that you get big guys going down. You had one before the season started. You had your big star during the season. Now you got your next star. He's getting dinged up along the way. It, you do start to get you get war, you get worn down as a player, as a fan. This is just a tough time, and it's unfortunate, and you hate having to deal with it.
2: Let's get to Coach and Vallejo. Coach at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Hey, Coach.
3: Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, you know I, I hate to say it, but it, for Steph Curry. uh it's sort of a, a you know a blessing in disguise because he was not going to make the All Star team with this team. Uh, you know his legacy was going to be damaged with wow. this team. Uh, he had no he had no supporting cast and that definitely contributed to his uh, injury. He felt that he had to do everything out there. Steph's shooting percentage, as you saw, he started off very bad this year. He's go- he would have to force a lot of shots. would have to try to do more so this team was going to you know really damage his legacy and so i would like to see steph come back with a better supporting cast and so he could be the steph that we know
0: there you go that's a you know that's an interesting way to look i think that's a i think that's a fair point i i think Stephen curry you think if he stayed this year his, his legacy might have been damaged a little not stayed, but was healthy and, and played because it wasn't going to be it MVP caliber? It wouldn't in in my mind, but I do think for
2: a, a lot of people it would have changed. If and, and here, I'll put it at you this way, Coase, and you, you tell me if this is – again, I don't really – I think Steph, the three championships, the two MVPs, the unanimous MVP, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer right now. If he didn't play another game, no question. Okay, about it. no question. So, so it's silly to say, well, a guy's legacy. I mean, if his legacy is tarnished at all, I mean, that's that's silliness. But I do think there are those out there that would make that case. And we do have people uh, jumping in here on the phone lines. We'll get to more calls sure. coming up. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's uh, Warriors this week on ninety five seven. The game. Uh, I do think there are those out there that would say, if Stephen Curry played 70 games and the Warriors won 35 games, it didn't make the playoffs. Well, Russell Westbrook and a bunch of guys made the playoffs after Kevin Durant left. James Harden and a bunch of guys led the Rockets to a 41-41 and season a couple of years back in an 8-seed. Stephen Curry can't lead a bunch of guys to a 500-year in an 8-seed. I think those folks that have been critical of Stephen Curry... Would have been right.
0: Would have been right there waiting to to have that take. I think that you're right, and I do think that there are still some out there who don't put Steph in the category of superstardom among superstars because he wasn't the carrying factor in a finals, because he wasn't the overwhelmingly deciding figure in a long successful playoff run. Is that? He doesn't have the MVP hardware from a finals. He's got regular season MVP hardware. And I think that there are some who look at it and say, you know, he can get you. He can do this against these guys. But once you start to nail it down against the greats of the game, he wasn't the same transformational player. I'm not saying that's fair. I'm saying there are some people who think that.
2: Yeah, and again, to me it comes back to more, well, you you could be this player when you were playing with other great players. You know, you could be. You're right. But when you're not – what how, can you elevate a team that's just average or below average to, let's say, competitive playoff level? And there are folks out there that are – I think we're waiting for maybe that to happen this season, and now it's not going to happen because he isn't going to be playing. You're and, right. and, it, and it started out looking like, look, this
0: team was going to struggle. You know, it, it was starting that way, but if I can turn our last caller's kind of uh, ideology around a little bit – it was a chance for Steph to be the guy who dragged a bunch of guys across the finish line right around 500, and made it to a playoff. Would that have helped the legacy a little bit more, saying, hey, look at this little guy who's likable and seems to be like every man. Um, He doesn't need everyone to be superstars around him to do something successful. That's something we'll never know because he's not going to play it out for the next few months. We are going to see a team that's going to be the try-hard Warriors. That's what it's going to be. They're going to be out there every night trying hard to make it a game, and tonight's as good as any night to go out and get themselves a victory. They're taking on a Charlotte team that I think might... It's in their category. Charlotte's in their category of teams right now. So let's see what the Warriors can do with it. John Dickinson, Jim Cozumore,
2: Warriors this week here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Tim Roy is going to join us coming up at 11.30. Mark Spears will join us coming up at 12.30. Uh, and Spears, uh, he he's got a little note about... Stephen Curry and his Olympic future. Oh, I
0: can't wait to hear about that because the Olympics coming in 2020 next next in Tokyo. Again, not an easy thing to do. Um, He is not going to have a playoff run to worry about. So some guys, if LeBron chooses to play in the Olympic Games, LeBron seemingly will have a long run. Kawhi Leonard seemingly will have a long run. Um, Will those guys choose to play in the Olympic Games? I wonder what. For Steph Curry, the decision will be coming off an injury, by the way. Chilton Autobody text line 408. Why is it too much to
2: ask the Warriors to field a competitive team, John Dickinson? Yeah, J.D. I I think they can field a championship team. That was me.
0: That was mine. That was my text. Next year. Okay.
2: I think it's going to be hard for this team to be competitive this year. All right. Like that's just the way, like that's that's, that's where reality. I am. You know what? That's yeah. where I am. And and you know what? You may hit me from both sides on this and say, well, J.D., you're 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 way too hard on this year and you're way too Pollyanna pie in the sky on next year. But that that's how I feel this year. Look, the wins aren't going to be there this year.
0: You know where I am on that? I think you're spot on this year. I think you're a little Pollyanna next year. I don't think that it's going to be that easy to turn things around. I don't think it's going to be that easy just to add guys. I'm not sure what the value of D'Angelo Russell is. And quite frankly, I don't know about this talent evaluation group. Jerry West isn't in the room anymore. And Jerry West might not have been the heaviest lifter, but he has a strong opinion, and he's been pretty right. It's, you, you don't just get lucky being in the right place at the right time with successful teams. Someway, somewhere along the way, you have an opinion. I want to see what these guys can do. I want to see what they can do about molding and transforming a roster. This year we know is going to be, call it the mulligan year. Call it the, um, what did uh, Kerr tell Kalakami, what did he want to call it? The sabbatical year? sabbatical year, So this is your sabbatical year. So when you're sabbatical, what are you doing to prepare yourself to make the immense leap? I'm not sure that leap is that easy in this league. See, and I I think it can be because you're going to have
2: three championship core players in their prime. I don't know if they're and in their prime anymore. And you're going to have five new players. Like, you go from bad to good by changing the roster. Yeah. yeah. The Warriors are going to have a means to change the roster. A top-ten draft pick, a trade exception, $16-17 range, a mid-level exception, and again, I'm of the belief it could be two players for D'Angelo Russell that are not star players, but I think a starting player and a bench player. A starting player at a position that's not point guard or shooting guard or power forward and then another bench player rotation player i think you could get two rotation players for for that for that contract and you're back in business with the development of evans pool pascal and smiley that right there is a hypothetical 13 man roster and you'd still have vet minimums to maybe add an andrea guadala
0: back to maybe that, you know, add, that ain't gonna to, do anything to maybe for add you. An,
2: uh, another another player
0: of that ilk andrea guadala is a feel-good story that's great, but he ain't going to help you win games and yeah, lose Yeah, and again, games. we're talking about a 14th man. Right, exactly. So it's, you know, the seven, the, you could, I could take it or leave it, but
2: if you take it, I think it would help.
0: I'm going to also, I, I'm going to be realistic about this. You have a first-round pick. It could be a top-10 first-round pick. You are not going to expect a first-round pick to be a transformational player in his first year in the NBA. It just doesn't happen. But can he be a a, a good player? A contributor? Yeah. Maybe, but that's not going to make you transformational. He's not going even Kawhi's first year; he didn't set the league on fire. Kyrie's first year, and although that was a different team because they, they Cleveland stunk at the time, but I, I'm just not a believer that a first round pick comes in and changes you. And the example I use all the time because a mold is the Houston Rockets stunk; they were one of the two worst teams with a record in the league. They had a coin flip with Indiana. I believe is how the story went in 80 or right 81 right in that general range. They won the coin flip, took Ralph Sampson. The 7 foot 4 center who was going to transform them. Sampson went out to become the rookie of the year that year. And what did it get the Houston Rockets? The first round pick the next year where they got Hakeem Olajuwon. Great players who are young don't change your franchise that quickly. With that said, they get a nice piece to add to the three core guys that you said. Those core guys, one of them, a key piece, Clay Thompson, is coming back from a wicked injury to his knee. Draymond's got heavy mileage. Steph's got heavy mileage. The $17 million exception, I'm going to play devil's advocate. What kind of player you think you get for that? An aging Pau Gasol? That probably makes a, a little bit of sense. But I don't see where you use that trade exception Pal-Gasol? to get Trent. Yeah, that's a, that's the type of player. I'm not saying him specific. But the you, tell me what, what you think you can get. With the seventeen million, you can get a player that another team wants to unload
2: a salary, but yet still can be productive in a in a scenario where he's playing with better players.
0: And to me, that's an aging Pau Gasol ish. I'm not saying that's a specific guy, but 36 year old Powell, not 28 year old Powell. It's a it's a means
2: to get a player that this this current roster doesn't have.
0: Uh, that's true, and it it's a means is. to get a
2: player that honestly, the championship level rosters of the past didn't have a means to to get.
0: Mm- Mid-level exception guy, is that going to be your Sean Livingston? Might be. Ish. And I'm not saying it's Sean Livingston, but the guy who plays the Sean Livingston role. Hmm. I just think there are a lot of ifs and I understand your theories, and I understand you want to look at it on the positive side. I'm just trying to poke holes in it. I just think it's going to be tough to be that team that makes the huge jump, even if you've got those pieces but to me, one of those pieces is still gonna have a question mark next to it, and that's Clay Thompson. The knee thing is just a big thing to come back from. I think that's why it's important that
2: Clay Thompson
0: does come back this year. And I'm I'm for Clay coming back this year. I'm for Steph coming back. I this totally year. agree. Totally on board with that. I, I would almost need to see Clay Thompson come back. You can't play scared. And look, if Clay
2: Thompson played ten games, to me that's a positive that's thing. A win. That's, that's a win. That's a win to just come back, knock a little bit of the rust off, get back to used to game speed. And what it will amount to is Clay Thompson playing 10 games in the span of 16 months. If Stephen Curry comes back and plays, let's say, the final 30 games of this year, that's 30 games that Stephen Curry will play, plus the the three that he played at the beginning of the year, I guess four that he played at the beginning of the year before getting hurt. He'll play 34 games in, let's say, 16 months. And he might play a little bit in the Olympics to get himself warmed up for the season. It will still be a sabbatical year. Draymond Green is banged up as all heck uh, right now. H- his time to get his rest is coming at some point. It may be beginning tonight for a couple of days. At some point, uh, you know, and Steve Kerr said, hey, they're not going to run Draymond Green into the you – know, let's hear from Steve Kerr because this was, I think, okay. the most telling uh, – you know, I-, I quoted it, but we'll hear from him just how they're going to use Draymond. This is before he comes up with the ligament thing in his finger that, that he detailed earlier.
1: Not too, not
4: more than. That. Oh, I just not too, not more than that. You know, I definitely don't want to to you know drive him up to the forty minute mark. That's too much. Um, we we got a back to back play again tomorrow, so we'll just sort of take it, you know, game by game and and uh, see how he's doing. But you know, we we were we were right there uh, late in the third, and and um, so we wanted to make a push with him out there, and so we we, we played him. You know, a few extra minutes tonight than what what we normally would, but you know, I thought he played well.
2: I I, I should have just quoted it because one, I played it twice, and two, that wasn't the cut that I thought. That's fine. It was a post game cut. It was, and that's fine. It was a post game cut, and I should have known that. That's that's my mistake. Uh, but yeah, there was a quote from earlier in the week where he said, "Hey, we're not going to run his minutes into the ground."
0: There you go. And, and we're, just, we're not going to run Draymond into the ground. And you know what? That makes sense. Can I flip that uh, this whole script around a little bit? And I know we've got uh, Tim coming up at the bottom of the hour. Part of this is building the Warriors back to relevance. Part of this is figuring out who's dropping back. Which team in the West is going to start well, to fall they, backwards? They could, take,
2: they could take the spot of whoever takes their spot this year. I mean that, and, and look, it, I think it's way too early to, to know for a fact, but it's like teams are going to fall out. I mean that, that and, and I, I think there, there will be a team in June that. We can't identify now that we're going to go, well, they're not a playoff team. I mean, it's, look, it's the Warriors now. I mean, the Warriors went from championship contender to here we are November 2nd, they're not going to be a playoff team. And we already know that. You know, Oklahoma City coming into the year, we knew, hey, the Lakers are taking Oklahoma City spot. Well, guess what? Oklahoma City's 1-4, and four, and their only win was against the Warriors, who are in a worse way than Oklahoma City is right now. So, you know, if Dallas takes the Warriors' spot, if Sacramento gets their act together and takes the Warriors' spot, it wouldn't be crazy to think, well, the Warriors could come back loaded with Curry and Clay and Draymond and these other pieces and at least take somebody's spot. That, that to me, isn't all that crazy. Or they take a San Antonio spot next year with their guys a year older. Or maybe Portland has a devastating injury or something like that. They take their spot. There, there's going to be spots that the Warriors can take.
0: Okay. Because I see a lot of good teams that still have some still have some legs about them. Let's think, sne-
2: you want to sneak in a call? I Sorry. do. I
0: absolutely do. Go for uh, it. Gary and Marin is up here uh,
2: on 95.7 The game before we get to Tim Roy. Hey, Gary.
4: Hey now. Uh, so I am. Uh, I'm maybe one of the most pessimistic people uh, by nature, and it sucks. But <laughs> I'm bringing a lot of positivity <laughs> in regards to these most recent Steph and Draymond injuries. They are relatively minor by nature, but they allow both of them to take significant time of rest to heal their bodies. To just take a lot of time off from all of the seasons that they've been playing. It also allows them to just play every young player they have and just pad the stats of the players they want to trade for assets. I I can't see this going any better way because – They had no real shot to go anywhere without uh, KD and Clay, so go for the rebuild.
0: But when you say rebuild, do you mean tear down of the studs rebuild, or do you mean you take a a half step back to take two jumps forward? And if so, who are you trading to upgrade? That's my question. What on this roster gives you something to move in order to upgrade in the near future?
4: Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, Here's what I got. I think they... They have some young players who they can trade for at least. Oh, excuse me. To combined with some um, salaries they're they're trying to get rid of. Uh, for some reason, what's, I, I'm blanking. What's the dude they signed out of Brooklyn? I'm, I'm blanking. D'Angelo Russell, hey, that
0: the guy they got for yeah. uh, KD. Yes. Yeah.
4: So D Russell, I, I personally don't see him fitting long term. I see them flipping him. Uh, come the February trade deadline, I, I see them being able to use a, even though I love them, I love them to death, but look to trade Draymond. I, I like, go significant. We know we have a chance to get the Greek freak. He's talked about his, uh, affinity of Steph, his favorite player. Uh, I think you, I think you use this year to be really aggressive and to play with the salaries you have. And to really put yourself in a position to to have a all NBA player in clay next year, a healthy step at the end of the second half of this year. And who who knows what could be done, but be aggressive.
2: Thanks, Gary. Appreciate the call. I don't think anything's gonna be off the table for, totally for, agree. for this Warriors team. eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. eight 888 957 9570. Tim Roy will join us and more of your phone calls as well. It's Warriors This Week at 957 The Game.
0: Warriors This Week continues on 957 The Game. 888-957-9570.
2: 888-957-9570. Tim Roy momentarily. I want to sneak in Dave in San Jose before we get to the voice of the Warriors.
1: Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Uh, good morning. Um, welcome uh, welcome back another season. Um, a couple of uh, quick points. Um, all these fans that are saying tank the season. Really? 77 more games of this? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and, uh, those fans that are uh, saying tank the season have obviously not been to a game yet and paid $18 for an IPA. So <laughs> they, uh, they they uh, they they got to give us better than what they're showing so far. And that leads to my point about Steve Kerr. Coe's what you said earlier about Steph Curry, as far as the narrative of what he could have shown this year to silence some people. I think that same narrative applies to Steve Kerr. He has shown he can make a good team, inherited a good team, and made him a great team. And then he took a great team and made him, one of the all-time best teams. But now he needs to show that he can coach this group up. You know, look at the team Duck Rivers took to the playoffs with Orlando his first year in the NBA. Look what Billy Donovan did the year after Durant left. I mean, heck, even look what New Jersey did last year. You've got to be able to do better than this. And you have to be more competitive, competitive more times than you're not. And, you know, you just – you got to do better than giving up 130 points a game. So show me you can coach. Those are my thoughts. Uh, That's a good one. Thank Thanks, you very Dave. Much.
2: Appreciate the call. I, I think it's. I think the results are going to make it tough for the people that are looking for what Dave is talking about there to, to be satisfied. I just don't like – the results aren't going to be there to where it's going to look good enough to where you're going to say, okay,
0: great job. You're right. Um it's hard, you know why? Because it's a it's a bottom line business. It's wins or losses. If you are competitive, if you if you end up going twenty and sixty two, and yet your margin of uh, loss, you're a you're a minus two point eight. You're in every game. Like right now, the New Orleans Pelicans are one and four, but their differential is minus two point eight. They seem to be. Yeah. In a, a the only bot- game they weren't competitive was the game against the Warriors. There you go. That's the one and only uh, for the Golden State Warriors. They're giving up 126.4. Their point differential is minus 12.8, so it's almost 13 points a game they're getting beat by. You know what? You're not going to open any eyes. You'd, you'd hope that if you go 20 and 62 and you're a minus 2.8, people will recognize it. I'm not sure you do, though. I'm not sure you do. I'm not sure... I'd like for everyone to say, boy, they are playing hard. Boy, Steve is coaching better than maybe he's ever coached well,
2: before. I th- let's bring in the voice of the Warriors, Tim oh, okay. Roy. He let's joins us here on, on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing well. Uh, and, you know, just we'll bring you into the conversation that, that that we were having here. I mean, I, I think, you know, defensively is is where it's been a little bit eye-popping in, in the early going, even when the Warriors had, had Steph. Uh, and you know, guys have been in and out of the lineup. You know, Looney's barely played, which I think affects the the defense. But uh, the bottom line for me, th- this team could be playing very hard. But I, I go back to a Bruce Bochy quote uh, to use a little bit of a baseball analogy: when you don't hit, you look flat. And and you know, he would he would say that over and over and over when when his teams would struggle on offense, and you know, you'd get beat three to one, and you'd have. Four hits and, and you know, 16 guys in a row would get retired and, and you know, he'd get asked after a ball game, you know, boy, what, what is it with your guys' energy? What's going on? He'd say, if you don't hit, you look flat. And I think the basketball, uh, you know, analogy is, you know, defensively, if, if you're you know, giving up a ton of points, you look like you don't care or you aren't trying when that isn't necessarily the case. So I don't know if the Warriors are going to have enough results with the way things are currently constituted. To where, if you are just looking at at the box score and not watching them play every night, you're going to be able to really know. Well, you know they're going to be playing hard, but they just might not be playing well. Is what I'm saying, Tim.
5: Well, yeah, I think you know when you have nine new players and you have you know guys that are, are young players, you're going to have nights where it's going to look uh, you know pretty. You know, it's, it's going to be a, a work in progress. And so I think what you're looking at right now, especially with the fact you don't have the Splash Brothers, you know, Kevon Looney's out. Um, you know, you've lost Kevin Durant uh, from last year and the, all their veteran leadership with uh, Iguodala and Livingston. I mean, that's a lot, that's a lot of, of, of firepower to lose. So it's a, t- it's a totally different deal. Now, the, the trick is now to take this year and to uh, try to get your team as competitive as possible. And I think that's, that's going to be the trick. I think they're going to – they've already gone and, and tried to simplify, uh, simplify a, lot, a lot of stuff that, that they had from last year because the new players, it's not – you know, you can tell. They don't know personnel. They don't – they're not familiar with the league yet. And so they're, they're really struggling with that part of the equation. And so th- this is going to be a year – I heard that last call about, you know, coaching up. Well, you know, the, you can coach to a point, but this is a talent league. You know there were many nights in the last five years where the Warriors didn't play great, but they still won the game, and because they had more talent than everybody else. Uh, so, so this is going to be a different year. I think what you have to do is look, as you said, you know if you're watching them night in, night out. Let's see where the, they are at 20 games. Let's see where they are at 40 games, and see if these young players are a little bit better and and progressing in a way to where you say, okay, this is going to be a piece we're going to have for years.
0: Uh, Tim, but we are creatures of hope, and when we realize what the Warriors have roster-wise and injury-wise and what they're truly dealing with, there still are some nights where we have hope. Tonight's one of those nights. Is this a night, you know, last night you are playing San Antonio, one of the better teams in the West. Tonight, Charlotte comes in, they're an NBA team. They're a solid NBA team, but isn't tonight a night where you kind of go, all right? Let's see how they measure up against a like opponent and see if they've learned any valuable lessons early in the year.
5: Yeah, I think so because again, Charlotte's a very young team as well. They've got, and I'm excited to see them play tonight because I want to see this kid, PJ Washington, out of Kentucky. He's off to a great start. Devontae Graham seems to be finding his footing in the association. I want to see how he's playing. And yeah, tonight tonight where I think the Warriors, you know, have an opportunity. To get a win, and and that would be great to give them a little confidence heading into what is going to be a very difficult stretch over the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, tonight's tonight, where you you hope they come out and play really competitive because they have a chance. And you know, let's face it, right now, you know, there is no pressure on this team, I think whatsoever. You know, you have you know certainly there's expectations because of what's happened over the last five years, but I think the the reality is that. That they're, you know, people aren't going to expect the Warriors to win on certain nights, so they can play kind of free and easy.
2: And to that point, Tim, I mean, the Warriors. Uh, this is what game number six tonight, and I think I saw your tweet. They've had five different starting lineups, and it sounds like it could be maybe a sixth. If you heard Draymond Green speak uh, after the ball game last night, dealing with this finger issue. Now, not not ruled out officially or anything like that. We'll find out later, but but that that makes it all the more challenging, uh, doesn't it?
5: Oh yeah, especially if Draymond doesn't play, because again, he's the guy out there that's trying to hold these young guys together, trying to teach them how to play a little bit, and to uh, you know use the wisdom that he has from his NBA experience. So, and he's also the team's best defender, and he's also one of their better playmakers. So, yeah, if Draymond doesn't play tonight, that makes it even more difficult. But you know, I think for you know guys like Marquise, Chris, Alec Burks. Glenn Robinson. They have a chance now to put a, a real stamp on their NBA career here with the minutes they're going to, going to get. So I think that's a that's an a opportunity for them to step forward and and to uh, to play well and to give the, the team a chance to win. I think the young guys, you know, with guys like Jordan Poole, Eric Paschal, I think it's going to be up and down just because they're so young. But for some of these veterans who are coming in, I think they have an opportunity to really you know, put a stamp on their NBA career. Tim
0: Roy joining us. 95-7 the game tonight, the Warriors and the Charlotte Hornets. You'll hear it right here. They'll tip the thing off at 5.30. And what time are you on, J.D.? 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. So, J.D., it's all J.D. radio today. So, J.D.'s on at 4. And then, again, after the ball game and with the home games, are you Whitey or Kolsky? You're Whitey.
2: It's Whitey and White. Jim Barnett.
0: Yes, and Jim at Barnett. At 4 o'clock. All right. And,
2: yeah, that means Tim will be with Tom on yep. the call tonight.
0: So It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, all night of uh, Warriors right here. Tim, you know. I think J.D.'s on all the time, isn't he? He is. He actually, you know his week. He did a morning show. Then he flew to Arizona. Then he comes back, and he's got Warriors. Then he's got a Warrior morning show. Then he's got a Warrior game again. He's nonstop. So you're absolutely right. He just has a cot back here, Tim. That's what our guy J.D. does. Um, you've been around these guys for the highest of highs, and now you get to see Steve in a completely different role and everyone understands that many times young players follow the lead of their head coach what is the demeanor or the attitude or the feeling of steve and his group of coaches how have they kept their attitude to make sure that a lot of these new guys aren't getting down early in this year have you noticed them either trying to prop them up are they being relaxed and easy are they tensed and stressed how are things around the team
5: you know, I think right now what the coaches have realized is that they okay, this is a teaching year. They're going to be teaching all year long, and I think what you see if you get to the uh, the arena early, get to chase center early, is that you'll see the guys warm up, and what happens after they warm up, they go sit down, and there's a coach with a laptop. So they're even when. You know, they're done getting their physical work in. The mental work starts. Here's what we're looking at. Here's what you're looking at tonight. Here's what we want you guys to work on in this game. And so there's nothing but teaching going on. Last night, Steve was uh, our guest on the Coaches Show. And I asked him because I think one of his biggest strengths with the team in the last five years is he had played on championship teams. You know, San Antonio and Chicago. And, and so he had that, that experience. He knew about the ups and downs of a long season when you're expected to win and, and, and he could impart that wisdom. He knew, you know, what the tone of the team was going to be, so I asked him, have you been in this situation before? And he said yes. There was one year where Mark Price went down with an, an ACL when he was in Cleveland and and there was a struggle after that because, you know, that Mark Price was, you know, an all star and, and one of the best players in the league at the time. And so I think in this case Steve has something he can go back to and, you know, think about, you know, that year and what worked well in that year, what didn't work well in that year. So I think he's going to be able to rely upon that experience and, and go forward with this team to try to keep, you know, an upbeat uh, uh, tempo to it. Because the one thing you don't want in a year like this with the injuries that they've had it, is that, that players get beat down. That's what you don't want. What you want them is to be excited about coming to the, the gym every day and to work on being a better player each and every day.
2: Well, and, and and that really means you need to get a few wins here and there to to keep that motivation coming. And I think that's Absolutely. where a, a game like tonight, and you know, we alluded to this a little bit earlier, You know, winning a game like tonight goes a long way toward – you know buying some time to continue that positive mojo while you're learning and teaching and, and also facing some some tougher opponents
5: absolutely if you look at the the game against New Orleans you know, what was the the one takeaway that you could you know look at right away it was effort you know they got out there and got after the pelicans and got them on their heels early and they hit some shots early and and that always helps but but their effort was there they were into that game they were focused on that game and, and that allowed them to to go ahead and get a road win that maybe some people thought they sh- they shouldn't have got but but to me it was the effort in that game and that's what they have to bring they have to bring the effort every night and if if they could do that then they're going to they're going to get some wins and tonight could be a nice night for them to give them some confidence you're heading into portland and then a, a road trip that goes to oklahoma, oklahoma city minnesota and houston so yeah a win tonight i think helps buoy their their spirits a little bit, especially with, you know, still the, the the hangover, if you will, of the injury to Stephen Curry.
2: Now, Tim, I'm going to run my hypothetical by you. Oh, okay, Get ready for
5: this, Tim. We had, okay, we
2: had Ramona Shelburne on earlier. I asked her. We're going to. I'm going to ask everybody today. Uh, I I said at the beginning of the show that I believe the Warriors can be a championship contender next season, and and the layout for that is Curry, Thompson, Draymond come back. They're all healthy. You've got Kavon Looney. It's a developmental year for Jacob Evans, Jordan Poole, Eric Paschal, Alan Smilagich, who we haven't seen yet at all. And then I'm I'm projecting here a top-ten pick, a trade exception, a mid-level exception, and then D'Angelo Russell as a wild card, either as a returning player in maybe a different role or a player that has value enough around the league to to get – uh, you know, at worst, a couple of rotation role players in return. You add all of that up, I've built this 13-man imaginary roster into believing the Warriors can be a championship contender next season. Am I crazy?
5: No, I don't think you're crazy. I think the Warriors will get right. You know, let's let's face it, the, 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 the big three, if you will, for Golden State, uh, they're all still going to be in their early 30s next year. Okay, and with the, with the way that the science of the training and the, the fitness and, you know, the attention to sleep and rest and occasional load management, I think, you know, what you're, you're looking at is, is a, a team that can play maybe a little bit deeper into a championship run than teams in the past. And so... Uh, yeah. I think anytime you run out uh, uh, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green for the next couple of years, and you've got those three healthy and ready to go, you are a championship contender. All right. and and I think that again the the. the the silver lining of what's going on right now is you're going to accelerate the growth and process of your young players.
0: I'm going to give you a little pushback on this, Tim. Oh, <laughs> I know. Push, push I'm, going you, uh, Come on. I'm going to give you a little pushback for a position exactly. here. We are Tim and I. We we're go. about the same size, by the way. So uh, we can. We'll be fighting like scrapping like <laughs> dogs. I got a little more heft than you do. I. Think. Uh, you know what? You'd be surprised. I've added a few, my buddy. Anyway, here's the deal. So I, I understand a year older, but the way they treat their bodies. But you know what I know. Coming back from the type of injury Clay's coming back from, he's not going to instantly just become the old Clay. It's going to take a while, not just physically but mentally, to come over that hurdle. Steph is going to start to get more attention like he started to get more attention this year unless they provide a little bit of help if Clay's not back 100%. So when you talk about the big three coming back and being healthy, health is one thing. But I'm really concerned about Clay and the mental portion and whether or not it would be ultimately beneficial to see him play even a handful of games this year, to try to make the transition to a healthier next year for Klay Thompson.
5: Well, yeah, I, th- I think you know he, you know, when he comes back is when he comes back, and if he if he gets a chance to come back this year, then uh, by all means, if he if he's able to play, get him out there and let him get a run. I mean, it'll, it'll be very hard to keep him off the floor if if he's medically cleared to play, um, and uh, uh, you know. Clay Clay's got the, the mentality I think to, to bounce back from this. I, I don't think it's going to be as big of a mental hurdle for him as you think. Just because he's a different cat, you know he's he's got he's got a great NBA uh, mentality. You know it's like we've seen him go through slumps and he doesn't get down himself. He still plays the same way no matter what. I think he's going to be a little bit better than your average. Uh, NBA player coming back from this injury mentally. Physically, of course, that, you know everybody's different. That's going to be, you know, we'll see what that looks like. But, again, the science is better. The training is better than what we had 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And so, you know, I, I still think he's got a chance to come back. But, yeah, both, both Steph and Clay, when they come back, if they're cleared medically, it's going to be very hard to keep those guys off the floor because the one common thread between Curry and Thompson and Draymond Green is that they are all very competitive people, and they all love to play the game. And I think it's going to be very hard to keep those guys off the floor.
2: Tim, as a, an NBA connoisseur, i, I, I got to ask you what you thought of the Suns the other night. I know there was a lot going on with the Curry injury, and the Warriors weren't playing well in that game. Uh, we're going to get into maybe some of our surprise teams in the early going. Uh, I had watched them leading up to that game. I was like, boy, they're, they're improved from what they've been. Just seeing them in person, what did you think of what they have going on?
5: Well, it's a, it's a couple of things. I think they've got a great uh, coaching staff that's put some structure in under Bonnie Williams. Willie Green is there as well, so that gives those players I think something to, to rely on. But what's the difference between this Suns team and the ones we've seen in the last five years? They got some veterans out there. They got Aaron Baines. They got Ricky Rubio. They got guys who know how to play. And so, uh, to me, that was missing from the Suns the last few years. They had a number of young, talented players come through, whether it be Marquise Chris, T.J. Warren, uh, Josh Jackson. They had guys who were talented, but they didn't have the veteran leadership, you know, to uh, to put on that team to kind of keep those guys, you know, focused and on the prize ahead. And I think that's that, to me, is the one thing that they did this year. They've added some veterans. I think they're going to be a good team. In the West, because because Lord knows we need another good team in the West.
0: Oh uh, sure, there aren't yeah. enough. There there's aren't not,
5: enough. You know, there's just not enough talent in the Western Conference. We need, especially inside the Pacific Division. We need another good team in the division. Yeah, oh, so so it's uh, boy, you know, think about this. Think about, and again, uh, there's still 77 games to go, and we know that that that's <laughs> going to be a, a tough run right now. But next year in the Pacific Division. That's that. Think about that: Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, Suns, Kings. Yeah, it's not it's really not a bad talent base of all the five teams.
2: No, and there, there's one team among that group that I would want to be the least, and it might be the team 90 miles from here. And isn't it crazy because they were almost the Suns? You know, they they were a lot like the Suns last year. I, you right. know, the way that they've started this year, they they kind of had that start last year. We're like, boy, these guys are better than better than people think i would worry for them if this season and i don't think it's there yet although they are one in five they did get a win last night against utah it's
5: early it's really early but you i know, would worry i out. would worry about them next year if this year doesn't go well i think i think when uh, we were talking maybe the saturday after thanksgiving i think we'll have a better real feel as to who's truly good and who's you know, uh, got off to a tough start, but has bounced back. I, I think I think we'll have a better appreciation for what the league looks like at the uh, you know after, right after Thanksgiving.
0: It is fun though to speculate. I mean, it's fun. That's it to, to, always yeah. fun to speculate. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and I know it's early, but I got news for you. I never saw Minnesota coming out to a three and one start. Never in a million years. I didn't see Denver struggling the way they have. I know they're 3-2, and two, but to get pounded by New Orleans. And actually, to have Sacramento push them around a little bit. Uh, I think Denver maybe didn't t- hasn't taken some opponents yeah. seriously. And Phoenix maybe should have beat them yep. beyond oh, that. Oh, you're absolutely right. And that was without DeAndre Ayton, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so I think there have been some early season surprises, which, Tim, I don't know about you. You know, last year, I think the two it teams to watch, the Brooklyn Nets and the Sacramento Kings. This year... Phoenix is one of those new it teams to watch. If your team isn't playing on that night, for you now, just, yeah, for now, and you just happen to have the league pass, but you are going to pick up on them. Monty Williams hasn't playing well, and maybe Minnesota without DeAndre Ayton, by yeah, way. yeah, that's the key. And, and Rubio's missed a game or two yeah. too, I think. And At yet they one. play, they play, come out and they play and they compete, and that's I think what a lot of people want to see from the Warriors, even though they're not the super stardom team they've been recently. I think people want to see them compete. To a level that the Phoenix Suns are competing at. Play hard, get yourself in position in the fourth quarter if you're in the game. Hey, you lose a tight game to a good team like San Antonio, that's one thing. But if you get pasted and you don't have a chance, that's when the I think people start to get a little unhappy.
5: Right. And I think this young team is going to, they're learning how to do this right now, especially without the people that they don't, you know, you don't have Clay, Steph, and Looney. You know, you put all three of those guys out there, it's a little different story. But but to me, yeah, I think that they're learning how to go about their business. And I think that's that's the thing you have to keep in mind is that this? I think this team will be uh, better suited for, for the task at hand in 20 games than they are now. And so, yeah, that's the part of it. By the way, the the, the quick point about Denver, you go back and look at the Warriors, you know, and, and from like 2013 through 2015, they were good in 14-15, they were great. But I still, you know, I remember James Harden saying, oh, they, they ain't that good. And you know, I don't think a lot of people believed how good they were. And I think Denver now is in a situation where teams now are going, hey, we got to be ready for this one. And that's Denver. They're talented. they got Jokic. So I think it's a little different. When people are, are gunning for you and people are ready for you, then, say, if you're a team on the rise and you still haven't established that reputation, some teams look past you. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Denver handles that this year, You know, being a team that's marked and a team that nobody's going to look past. Tim, totally agree.
2: Great stuff. We'll uh we'll
5: see you in a couple hours. All right, man. Let's go. Let's go. let's get back to the gym. Let's go. <laughs> yep, exactly. Another day, right. another game.
0: There you right. have it. Thanks, uh, Tim. Speaking of the Denver Nuggets, it looks like Jokic might have eaten part of that contract already. Look a little thick. A little thick. Looking a little thick. Yeah. And they're one he of my was looking a little thick last year, too. He was, but I will say I Utah and Denver. Everyone's looking at Lakers-Clippers, Lakers-Clippers, Lakers-Clippers. I was talking to some national media guys yesterday. I was in Sacramento for the Kings game. Uh, You know, They're like, give me that Lakers-Lakers Western Conference Final. I said, nope, you're getting Utah-Denver, and you're going to get the winner of that taking on Milwaukee, and it's going to be a Milwaukee-Utah NBA Finals, and I will watch all seven games. Just letting you know, that's what I'm rooting for this year. I don't want none of this Philly-L.A. stuff. I want straight-up Milwaukee-Utah.
2: John Dickinson, Jim Cozumore, three hours in the books. Final hour straight ahead. We'll be joined by Mark Spears of uh, ESPN's The Undefeated. Coming up, it's J.D. and Co's Warriors This Week, 95.7 The Game.
0: Warriors This Week continues on 95.7 The Game.
2: John Dickinson and Jim Cozumore, Warriors this week until 1 o'clock. Warriors and the Hornets coming up tonight here, 95.7, the game 5.30. Tip, Warriors live with Jim Barnett and Whitey Gleason and yours truly. That uh, comes your way at 4. And then we'll be on after the ball game as well. Whitey and I uh, taking your phone calls following the third game of 4 on this homestand. Four games and six nights for the Dubs and Golden State. Still looking for that first win on the Chase Center
0: Tonight's tonight Tonight's the night, J.D. I can feel it. I can sense it. You're you're at the facility tonight, correct? Yes. The home games, you're there. Yes. What has been your... Because you like to get there early, take a little walk around. You get to a building, like I'm sure Thursday when you're in Arizona, you're taking a walk around the yeah. facility. Taking a feel, getting a feel for the vibe. What's it like when you're out there? I don't know if you've had time to be outside the building before the game when the fans are starting to arrive and have some fun inside. What are they calling it? What's the uh, area outside? They're calling it Thrive, Thrive City. City. Thrive City. Or if uh, on the concourses, are, are you getting a feel for what it's like? And, and what is the feel over at Chase Center been, for a game night? been a lot of people
2: having a good time, enjoying themselves, exploring what the building has to offer. Really, I mean, I, a, lot, a lot of smiles. Honestly, really, yeah, a lot of people coming in happy. A lot of people coming in happy and enjoying themselves. And I and I think it has been, I think it's been pretty loud when the Warriors have made things happen. Oh, I uh, totally
0: agree. And, totally agree. You know,
2: they just haven't made things happen consistently enough for I think everybody's liking.
0: You'll be at the uh, uh, tonight if people want to see you. You'll be out there at the Modelo Cantina. Yeah,
2: we're up at the. Uh, up on the upper concourse, okay. behind the Modelo Cantina,
0: okay, right uh, with over a there.
2: beautiful view overlooking the the bay, and really, yeah, it's it's tremendous. And uh, the the parkway that's still getting built
0: uh, along, sure, Terry Francois Boulevard, Boulevard, is that what it is? Uh, I might have to get over there, take a look at your perch, JD's perch. I'm, uh, can I order a uh, Modelo Negra? You can, because that's my favorite of the Modellos, That's my favorite. Yeah, or uh, Especial. Okay, you go to Especial. You go Especial. I Negra, and because uh, that's what we do. We bring cultures together. We bring we bring beer cultures together. Uh, by the way,
2: you're listening to 95.7 the game KGMZFM and HD one San Francisco a radio.com sports
0: station. Okay, that sounds good. Well, it should be fun out there. I am looking forward to tonight because tonight's the night. You want to, You have to christen the building. You have to get it its first official win. Preseason games don't count. It was nice to see Steph score 40. It was nice to see them play well at times in the preseason, even though they didn't play in uh, as many different teams as I had hoped for. Bottom line is I want to see him get a win, and tonight's the night you got to go in with the right attitude, even though the breaks are against the boys. There's no Steph. You know there's no Clay. There may not be any Draymond. I don't know what the latest word is, if we've gotten any tweets from anybody yet. Um, but as of now, tonight, we'll go, go to the game thinking tonight's the night you're going to get to see your team. My, my daughter went to the game last night hoping to see their Warriors' first win last night. Didn't get a chance to do it. And for those of you
2: wondering about Draymond Green's status tonight, uh, the Warriors playing last night against San Antonio, so this dropped late. Uh, if you're just kind of getting back into the swing of things uh, with this team, uh, here was Draymond Green after the ball game. He came into the press conference uh, with his left hand wrapped, and here's what Draymond Green said uh, about that.
3: I hurt my finger, a little ligament action, but it is what it is.
4: And we, what's up with tomorrow?
3: I don't know. We'll see. I was pretty sore. I couldn't grip the ball the whole entire uh, probably since the second quarter, which is why I was making a lot of one hand right-handed passes and dribbling left with my right hand because couldn't really grip the ball. So we'll see. Um, you know, hopefully it'll calm down a little bit overnight, but who knows? What did they say last Uh I don't know. They just told me that they see some swelling, and you'll get the rest of that answer from Raymond. So I don't really know. <laughs> God dang so it. This, go.
0: this I'm telling you, this season is it's you're just you don't want to do this as a fan. You're just starting to feel like there's a, a snake bit feeling to it though. You know? It's just really tough and really hard because they've played so well, and even, you know, you can read into someone's voice whatever you want to read into someone's voice, but gosh darn it. It's just a shame that things have gone so south so quickly in a physical way because that changes the way that changes the way you look at the year the rest of the way. You know, Steph being out for three months is going to make things easier. Uh, 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 it's almost like Draymond's like, "Yep, you know, we'll see how I am."
2: No update to the injury report. That's what I was checking on here. Okay. Uh, no update to the injury report yet. That that game is is listed. Uh, but only with the Charlotte injuries that the Warriors don't have to report uh, because of the back-to-back until
0: a little bit later. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, well, keep it tuned because at uh, 4 o'clock when you're on the air, you guys will have the latest. You guys will know what's going on with him, how long he'll be out, and uh, what the scenarios will be for moving forward. You know what? And you know what? Every night, you know what I would do if I were a Warrior fan? I'd pick a new guy to focus on. I'd pick a new guy to say, you know what? What can this person do? Let's see how they grow as a player. Let's see what the next phase of their game is. And I'm selfish, but I'm going to look at Willie Cauley-Stein because I watched him play for uh, the early part of his NBA career. And I'm selfish because I'm going to pick later on this season. I'm going to pick a guy that I don't think, J.D., you're going to put on your list of guys to watch. But I'm going to have Marquise Chris on my list at some point. Then I'm going to focus on a couple of games and see if he starts to get some minutes and see what he can do because you can't tell me a guy who was somewhat thought of positively when he came out of Washington, and he's from Elk Grove, California, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He's from Elk Grove. Um, you can't tell me that by the age of 22 we realize he can't play. Somehow, some way, he started in the wrong spot. Maybe they can find a little something and salvage his game.
2: Let's get to Chris in Napa. Chris, you're up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Chris.
3: Hey, man. Uh, you know, we saw the
4: Giants just uh... – tear it up for, I mean, three World Series, and, man, you couldn't get a ticket. And now that Warriors got this new place, there's going to be a lot of people that would never, ever, in a thousand years be able to step into that place, and they're going to get a chance to see how cool this place is And because uh, they're going to get a ticket that's a lot cheaper. And just to, just to be able to, to take your kid to some place you could never go before is pretty awesome, and, and you know, it, it, it'll build up the groundswell because, uh, yeah, I hate to talk about next year because we still got this year, and I hope that a lot of people will get out there and Steph will probably be out there signing autographs and saying hi, and Clay will too, and I hope that they'll do that to keep the fans interested because those guys are going to be around for a long time. I'm, I'm looking forward to going to that building, man. I think it's going to be awesome.
0: Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a that's a fair point. I think it's a fun point because you're right. There are fun things. Uh, it's a new way of watching the Warriors. We got used to what we were doing in Oakland. We got it. But we're building, um, we're, we're kind of building that new infrastructure of Warrior fandom. We're building the new way to go to the game, the new way to anticipate what you're going to see. It's a brand new facility. Go at it with a fresh new look. You're a kid on Christmas morning. You don't know what you're going to get inside. That, I think, is a good, I like our last caller. I think he uh, he's made me feel better about going to the games getting an experience that's going to be different, and you never know on any given night.
2: You've listed a couple of players. Tune In is the audio platform with something for
1: everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
2: clock at four. Donchich.
5: The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word.